Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I am your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, you get four people behind the productivity. You get me. You get Mike Vardy, Steve Dotto, and special guest Chris Brogan, who is appearing on this podcast for the third time now. This is a recording that you get to listen in on of a live show that we did on Blab a number of weeks ago, where Chris was the special guest and our audience grilled him on productivity and how to know what to do, when to do it, how to focus, how to pay attention to the right things, how to get stuff done, in other words. We have a great roundtable discussion all about this, and Chris gave great insight. It was great to have the roundtable there. In fact, so much so (laughs) that, admittedly, my voice is actually a little less present on this podcast episode, which was fine by me because... I was having fun just listening and learning. That's not to say I didn't say anything, but uh, it it was really fun. And it was apparent when I was listening back through to look for nuggets to learn, you know, from my show myself, because I do do that, that I wasn't talking as much, but that's because I was actually taking a lot of notes. So I know you're going to love this episode. Before we get into that, I want to say thank you to Nosby for supporting this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Nosby is the task management software of choice for myself and 300,000 busy people and teams from all over the world, using it to get their tasks and their projects done. In fact, thinking back to what this specific episode is about, I can tell you that I have made some modifications to how I use Nosby in conjunction with Chris's three five, and 1K approach, which you'll hear more about in this episode. If you don't have a task management software option that you are using, or even if you do, but you're one of those people who wants to check all of them out to see which one's the best, or honestly, you're just sick of the one you're using, Nosby is a great place to go. Again, I always say you got to use what works for you. Well, you got to check out Nosby and see if it works for you. It's working for me. In fact, the people at Nosby believe that you are going to get so much more done using Nosby that they are giving away to listeners of this podcast a 30-day Nosby Pro account trial. And what's great with that Nosby Pro account is that you get not just an account for you, but you get one for a an assistant or someone else that's working along with you. You got to check it out. To set up your free 30-day Nosby Pro trial, go to nosby.com slash to-do. That's N-O-Z-B-E dot com slash T-O-D-O. And in fact, if you use the code TODO, T-O-D-O, when you upgrade, if you are already a Nosby user of some sort, you get to save an extra 10%. So all you existing Nosby users out there who want to take advantage of this deal, go ahead and go upgrade. Use that URL, go upgrade, but use the code TODO, T-O-D-O, and save an additional 10% for the life of your account. It's a no-brainer. You already know, because you're a Nosby user, just like me. Again, that URL is nozbe.com slash T-O-D-O, and that code is T-O-D-O. All right, let's jump into this conversation with Chris Brogan, Mike Vardy, Steve Dotto, and myself. Enjoy. So when we bring somebody on, Chris, I think what we like to do is is just ask you, is there one thing 
that you've done in the last couple of years that has just that's changed your personal productivity? Is have you have you discovered any truisms, any new secrets, any new ways of doing things? So you know, I I don't like ever being the contrarian, and I don't ever like uh, contradicting people for contrary sake. But I would say that you find hooligans uh, represent sort of the antithesis of how I actually conduct my business day. Now, let me let me stress there's a reason for this. And let me stress that it's most it's not you who are the people I think are the challenge here. It's our sidebar of people who think productivity for productivity's sake is exciting. Now, I know that the three of you are not into productivity for productivity's sake. But because of the nature of your platform and what you have to talk to uh, talk about quite often, you are forever saying, here's another new tool you can try. So forever, um, I get your castaways at Owner Media Group who say, I'm using 875 apps for productivity and I am really productive and I have no money and I live with my mom now. And so my way of doing things is a little different than your ways. Uh, sorry, is a little different than the consumers of your materials ways. Let yeah. me be really clear, because I'm sure you're all wizards. Um, so I'll answer this as long as I can by saying, yes, I do things uh, that keep me productive. I have a, oh, I didn't bring it over here. Um, I have a thing that I call the 351K. The most important part of it's the three, which is I have three hours that I take every single day where I just drive into business, 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 where it's 100% things that are going to grow my big primary projects, goals, and, and, and interests. So my point being, a lot of us get productive by using tools to make lists and things like that. I get productive by saying, what is my real outcome that I need to have happen by the end of the year? And how do I make this day and these 20 minutes of this day tie to that thing I want? Because everyone wants to lose 50 pounds. And as they're eating the king size double pack Reese's peanut butter cup, they're like, after this, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Right. And so, and I've done it. I've, I did it yesterday. I ate something horrendously not good for me. Uh, and I said, but tomorrow I'm going to be great. Your day is your week is your month is your year. So the number one thing that I do in my productivity is I remind myself as often as I can in every 20-minute span of a day, 20 minutes measured, that your day is your week is your month is your year. And that is how I do productivity. And the reason I, I sort of start with this point of view is so you can go, that's not what we tell people. And we have something to talk about. Now, let me jump in here because one of the things that I think happens initially with everybody that's trying to get more productive is they do exactly that, Chris, right? Like you're saying, they, they go, the app will solve the problem. The app, I mean, I could use to do this to sauna trial, doesn't matter. Uh, even the, the, and we've seen a renaissance of awesome planners. You've, I mean, every other Kickstarter is a new productivity planner or a day planner or whatever. And it took, I think everyone goes through this when they're exploring productivity, especially when they're diving in deep, like Eric and myself and, and Steve do, uh, where they say, okay, you know what? It's the approach that's more important than the app. It takes, a, it takes a while for people to get that wrapped around their head because they're like, well, but everybody's using OmniFocus and it's the thing that will always, or, or a sauna or it's not. And, and what I like about what you've, You've never really, because uh, your audience hasn't mandated it, nor has it expected it, said, okay, here's how you use Evernote. You know, here's how you use, you know, you've never really gone on that spectrum because, like you said, it's not, it's A, not what your audience wants, number one. And number two, it's not how you drive your day. You know, I mean, one of the things that I've loved about what you do is the three words. You know, choosing your three words for the year is guiding targets, for the entire year that give you the fuel of, okay, what am I going to take on? Does it match up with these three words? Then no, 
Well, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even go there and say it's tools. I think it's it. Chris, you're a lot of the times your newsletter to me is king as far as what's out there in terms of reining things in and bringing you know your attention again. Hence the timer. Like, hey, if you have been off the reservation for the last twenty minutes, the timer dinging brings you back around to wait. What's that bell mean? And that by having those designated what those bell what what the bell means is oh what am I supposed to be doing right now? Most of the time, even if you have a tool and you've got stuff set up in there, if you don't have what specifically it is your your end goal is and what you've got, you know, stepwise getting to that and what that means for today and the week and so on, like you're saying, then it doesn't matter. So you're all wizards. I knew that you'd uh, agree with me. Um, you know, and by the way, the nature of our content is people want to know about the different tools. So if we just, I would love to just stay with one tool. And in fact, it's probably counter to to our group's productivity, the fact that we have to try so many tools. But the bottom line is we need grist for the mill. People are interested in this app and that app and the other app. So we have to spend some time with them. So it's kind of, a, it's kind of the, we're almost the shoemaker's kids to a certain extent where we suffer from, from our craft. And I think there's a benefit to this because I think that what one great thing that you offer the universe is you can show people, hey, you know what? This actually is pretty useful to me. You know, there are tools. I, I just went looking through my phone uh, the other day as I uh, want to do. I'm a deleter. You know how some people have like 8,000 apps? I'm a deleter. I am forever saying, do I actually even use this app? And it might be like the phone app. Like if I could delete phone from my phone, I would. <laughs> uh, which I guess you can. You know, you buy a tablet and you're done. Um but one of the things I think about with, with regards to what you can do is, I mean, you can steer people away from crazy tools. Um, and you can also tell people sometimes when the tool really does help. No one on this call will, will think anything poorly of Evernote. I mean, maybe the corporation. But that tool, because of the multiplicity of ways that you could use it, the fact you could use it in offline mode and online mode, you know, I tell people, you know, especially bloggers, anything you use as an excuse for why you can't, I, oftentimes I can use Evernote as a technology to fix that answer a lot of times. So I, you know, let's agree that that's true. But I, you know, what I also like is that Steve points it out though, and this is really important for every industry, we have to keep reporting because that's why people have to show up. You gave us a phrase. It was a five, was it a three, five, one? Your three, five, one K. Um, so I, it's a thing I use. I have this project called the 20 minute plan jumpstart. And it, uh, it came out of, I did a survey of all the people who follow my newsletter and the people who are kind enough to write back. I thought they were going to ask questions about marketing stuff, technology, you know, how do I, you know, use the Facebooks or whatever. And most every single person said focus systems, uh, pr uh personal leadership, productivity. These are my problems. And uh, so I was like, okay, fine. So I showed people a little glimpse into a system that you could use. And so 351K is this. It's three hours every single day set aside to actually doing real live work, not client work, but you're on the business work that moves your goals forward. This could be your life or whatever. It could be, I want to get skinnier. So when those three hours is an hour at the gym, whatever it is. The five is what can you improve 5%? Because another thing we humans do horrendously is we think we have 75 things we're going to tackle and you can't shoot at 75 targets at the same time. One arrow, one target. That's all you get. And then so that's the 5%. What's your 5% thing? Because you can only have one 5% thing. And then the 1K is speak to the thousand people you really want to reach. I bet, it, you know, in all cases, you're all talking mostly technology and productivity, but I bet there's people you don't want 
And I bet there's people that you think aren't really the right fit, but I bet you don't write much to sort of dissuade them. And so what I think is with the 1K, we have to think, how do we get to the real 1,000 people that we want to serve? This is Kevin Kelly's 1,002 fans from 2005. Um, so 351K is my focusing tool for am I working specifically on the people I need to serve? When we say yes to really stupid things, it's when we're not serving our 1,000. When we get invited to be part of something and we think it sounds really cool, unless you're Joel Com, say no. Joel Kahn is a completely different person because Joel Kahn will go anywhere and like make it into an experience. It's the Joel Kahn experience, right? The rest of us say no. It, you know, it sounds like, hey, want to go to South by? I've got a free ticket. Don't go unless there's some really great reason why to go. It seems cool until you hang out with a bunch of drunks. It's not cool unless it is. Chris, I want to play devil's advocate here for a second from a, a listener or an attendee here. So when you start off this 351K, the three, when you're talking in a day and you're dedicating three hours, somebody else is like, well, I already do more than three hours of work a day. What do you really mean by those three hours? Oh, so the, the three hours is, again, uh, very specifically on your business. So uh, what people do, and this, again, I throw this on productivity people all the time. I'll usually use one of your names. Um, I'll say, you, you know, if you're, if you're a Vardy or a Fisher or something, you're going to just be like, I'm just working on my task list, right? And I, I like really cartoonize uh, productivity people as my enemy. And uh, not without love for the three of you fine gentlemen. But the reason I do that is because there's people who by the end of the day said, man, did I get a lot done? And I'll say, on what? Mm. Or I'll say, but did you work on the thing that mattered the most to your success? So that 351K, that three hours is very specifically, okay, I'll give you mine. So my three for this time in my business right now, I need a thousand owner insiders. In, owner insider is a subscription part of my business. We have this ridiculous deal where a hundred bucks a month, you get all of the courses I've ever put together that are online right now, plus all of our uh, uh, webinars, which we charge 20 bucks for, uh, plus all of, um, uh, there's a private coaching group. We're doing a and a Q&A tonight, for instance. Uh, and um, a Slack group where everyone can commit, uh, can say, hey, who knows somebody who can do X, Y, Z? So we have like an inside syndicate of people helping each other's businesses get better for a hundred bucks. I need a thousand of those people. So my 351K is how do I get those thousand? Uh, being on a show like this gets another person to see what's going on with me. That's why I said yes to this. Not because I love you all, because I do, but because there's a reason that I could serve the people here. So when I'm working on my 351K, in those little 20 minute blocks, there's nine of them, which is why I keep doing this. There's like a, a spreadsheet of nine and it's three 20 minute uh, spans per hour. I find 20 minutes in my day where I turn off all the notifications, nothing blinks, clicks or anything. And I work deeply. Cal Newport just put out a book called Deep Work. Uh, um, my, so fiance, my fiance is so into it. And uh, we met Cal a little while ago at the World Domination Summit in Portland, Oregon. Nice guy. And so now the three hours, I work really hard on deep work. So people say to me all the time, I don't have three hours. Uh, people say to me all the time, uh, but I have to do all this client work. Then you're doing your job wrong uh, because client work is supposed to be kind of be you know pegged to a certain amount of hours, which is how you price it. So if you're spilling over all the place and you're spilling into the extra time that you don't have, that's a problem too. Or you've volunteered too much or you're keeping up too much. Keeping up is the devil. Keeping up is Satan. If I had to put horns on something right now, I'd say it's keeping up because no one cares. Nothing changes. If you delete Facebook for two months, you will not come back and go, oh my gosh, my life has been a ruins for two months. Do you systematize your three hours? Is it the same three hours every day? 
Uh, no, you mean a sort of time of day? No. Yeah. Oh my gosh, no. My life is not anything like that. I'll wake up and I'll say, yeah, I think I'll get to the gym right now. Or I'll wake up and say the gym's not a good idea right now. And I'll start working on something. But then when I'm ready for my three hours, what I, I you know, uh, three hours is not usually answering emails. Although sometimes I'll have backlog in my inbox because there's there's emails you can answer. And then there's emails where someone wants you to go do something. Can you write this 400 words for my roundup or whatever? I might block in 20 or 40 minutes in there for taking care of those. And again, that fits my business need of I need a thousand insiders. So if I'm doing this, I'm doing it because I'm going to help somebody else thrive in some way. And I may also get the reciprocity of a new person to be my friend. Mm -hmm. So that's the that's the model. So yeah, the I always fight people on that because I think that what's anyone can find the three hours. It's just a matter of how we choose to discipline our lives. Now, other than your physical timer, do you have another, do you have any other visual references that help you, that help you know where you are in your, in your, in your, in your commitment in your three hours? Um, well, for my three hours, I mean, what I have is besides that little spreadsheet, I mean, it's just listed there. So as time is dinging, I'm like, did I do the thing I said I'm going to do? Did I record the podcast episode, uh, bumpers and stuff I needed to do or whatever? Did I, um, write the module that I said I was going to write? So I, there's always an output. That's a, it's a very good question, Steve, because, uh, the other thing we do a lot with our goals and all that is we have goals that have no output. You know what I mean? We have goals like I'm going to lose 50 pounds. There's a real obvious answer to that. But how you translate that to the day is I'm going to go walk briskly for 30 minutes. Uh, Cliff Ravenscraft, oh my gosh, that guy's lost what, almost 70 pounds in the last little while doing any, any one of us could do it kind of stuff. Just going on the elliptical. Now he's lifting some weights. The dude took his shirt off for a photo the other day. You know, besides maybe Vardy, zero of the rest of us are going to take our shirt off anytime soon. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want, you don't want, don't want Vardy doing that. No, I'll blind, I mean, it's just blinding. I'm just so pale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's muscle tone is one thing. Color, translucent yeah. flesh, whole Not whole good. story. Not good. Let's get some of these questions that we have, Steve. Why don't we? Because we've got a couple people that are asking questions. How do we go about balancing using the tools we have versus looking at new tools, especially the apps? That is, how much do we listen to you guys for tools and approaches and how much do we ignore you? Um, as much or as little as you want to ignore us, I would think. And honestly, I'm at the point now when I talk about apps, it's like, here it is, here's some information, but here's what I'm, st I'm still using Todoist or I'm still using Asana or whatever. I think that, that the problem is, is that guys like us, like Chris was saying, our job is to look at tools and assess them to give you the best information possible to make the change or to decide whether you're going to use it or not. Uh, your job is to listen or not and just, and make that decision based on what we've provided you. If you decide to dive in and go, well, I've heard what Vardy or Fisher or Dotto have to, I've seen Dotto's video and I'm going to dive in anyway. That's all well and good. That's your choice. But the key is, is what Chris was talking about is we can get stuck fiddling or tinkering all the time, but that's not actually moving you forward very much. It's more, it's, it's like, it's like maintenance. How much do you want to do maintenance work? If you want to do maintenance work, then have at her, but that's not really being productive. That's my answer to that. Yeah, people have the fear of missing out on the best on the on the perfect app, and there is no perfect app. I, my my, my uh, position has always been: you can't make the right decision; you can only make a good decision, and then you make it the right decision by your commitment to using the technology and making it fit, and 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 taking advantage of the features that are built into it. Steve, that's totally right. One of the things that I think about a lot: I've chosen Blab over Periscope for this. This four box is the coolest thing in the world, like the Brady Bunch effect, right? <laughs> Besides that little detail, I guess the, the thing that uh, I, I want people to think is that, you know, some, some people's tools work great for them and not for anybody else. You know, I've started to get into Reddit. Reddit's been around forever 
And oh my gosh, there's so much meat in there and so many cool things you could really do if you stick to a few reddits that you really want to stick to, subreddits. Uh, and so many people say, oh, but it's ugly. Perfect. You don't have to be there. You'll and get you the are, same stuff eight days later. It's okay. And you are the oldest dude on Reddit. Always. You are always the oldest person on Reddit. <laughs> Absolutely. My son's all over it, and he's telling me it. He's just saying, Dad, you... He's always he's always he's always busting my chops on it, and I I would love to spend more time in it, but I I actually <clears throat> find it a little bit intimidating. Well, and it's like Snapchat, right? Snapchat is the new hotness right now because everyone's you know even though it's been around for a while, um, you know Gary Vaynerchuk start, really started to dive into it, and all of a sudden everyone's kind of followed gravity. And Chris, you used to, with with the work you did before, people would would listen to you for that stuff specifically, or they would they would try to take what you've written, what you and Julian wrote. In, in your path and say, okay, how do we apply that to this tool instead of really looking at the deeper message of it? And then I wasn't, I mean, I, the only reason I claimed a Snapchat was number one, uh, I want to make sure no, you know, no one else has my name there. That's no, often what I'll do is squat and then say, I'm not here. I'm somewhere else. And number two, CC Chapman brought up a really good point that if you decide you want to use it, he uses it for, he says, if you want to show you making something behind the scenes and it disappears. So the thing is, I haven't done any of that yet. I haven't done anything with Periscope yet. But I have intent until I have intention as to why I would be using the tool in the first place. I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to ha- I'm going to it might be sitting in my toolbox. Like you're not always going to if you have a if you're a you got your tools at home, you're not always going to use your your uh, reciprocating saw until you need the reciprocating saw. But it's nice to have one when you need it. Right. Totally true. So let's- I'm not in love with the Snapchat. I, you know, I, I, I by the way, let me change. Let me say that a different way. Snapchat's really cool. I don't need to be there. Um, I think that there's uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's doing great stuff with it. Gary, yeah. Gary, anything Gary uses. Yeah. Gary can be like, look, I'm in this phone booth. I'm calling people on it. <laughs> but he dives right in. He does that like, uh, this is it. And I'm singularly focusing on this. And this is what I'm going to do. And he does it. And that's why he's so successful with it, right? He's just, that's how he's always done. Either he's done it in a broad way. Like I'm going to do social. And I'm going to do social. And now he's got to the point where he can get really granular and say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be the king of this or the, the czar of this or whatever. Right. There's a trick you can do early on in any technology, too, that if you're there early and loud and fast, you can really thrive in it. And, uh, you know, that's actually one of my bigger claims to fame was Twitter. So for a really long time, people were like that Chris Brogan on Twitter. I, I have a vivid, funny imagination, uh, this video of Seth Godin where he's walking along and I think he's talking to Loic Lemur. And Loic says, why aren't you on Twitter? It's the biggest thing in the world. He goes, why should I be on Twitter? Chris Brogan's, you know, wrecking Twitter right now. He's so great. And I was like, thank you, Seth Godin. Right. But, you know. I think that we now have all these other things. Why should I be here? Fanzo's got it. Joel Com's got it. I don't need to be there. Um, and, and you know what's true? Guess what I'm wrecking? Email. And guess which, you know, for me, that's bringing me a crap ton of revenue and none of those other platforms are. So, you know, kind of fish where your fish are. Look at where Derek, look at what Derek Sivers is doing these days. That's all he, 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 all he does is answer emails and answer questions from people. And that's where he's spending his time. And I think that's the key. What you were talking, right to go back to what you're talking about off the top, Chris, is pick where you're going to spend your time. If that's where your business is going to be, or if that's where your time needs to go. And, and the thing is, is that most people do, and this alludes to Cal's work, most people spend time on the shallow work because it's easier. Like the stuff that doesn't, you can easily go in and out of. It's the deep work that's hard and you have to create boundaries to allow yourself to have that deep work. And whether it's a, you know, whether it's using your, 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 you know, your method or, you know, getting things done or the the kind of stuff that I've cobbled together with and now your method, whatever you're going to use, schedule yourself crazy, like crazy on the calendar if that's what you need to do. But just create those boundaries because that's, like you said, the work that matters. 
So let's get back to a couple of the other questions that we have here. Now, I can't see them all if they're scrolling down, so we have to take them kind of chronologically from the top, I'm afraid. Sorry, folks. How do you balance the must-ship product uh, service mentally with the need to stay current and focused on uh, on emerging trends? He tends to be in a constant ship-ship-ship mode and finds that he's missing out on the new quality trends. I would ask, how do you know it's a quality trend if you missed it? You know, at what at what point do you find out? Oh, I missed that. It's over now. Like, and, and never okay. is that really true. It's not true. And be okay with that. Yeah. Like that's. I think the other thing too is people go, oh no, and then they like, you know, it's okay to say if you've missed it, then be okay with that. You know, and, and then like that's that's. I think we get so caught up in the how do we capture this at this? You know, how do we capture this trend at this moment? Um, uh, and. Let me let me point one other thing out because sure. we've, we've name dropped Gary V a number of times here. I I listened to him and I heard him a number of times last year say 2015. You know things were going to blow up on Snapchat. Well, that's great, but now everybody's saying it's this year too, and I'm like, well, then did it really matter that we missed it last year if it's blowing up now yet again? Every every year for the past five, actually, Chris knows this last what 10, 11 plus years now has been the year of podcasting, and you know when is that going to stop? You know, the, the, Derek Sivers is a great one. You know what I was thinking about while I was sitting here in a moment of silence, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking about, so when I met, uh, I met Ariana Huffington a bunch of times. Every time she meets me, she can't remember she met me. So she always reintroduces herself. Uh, I've seen her speak a million times about how you should sleep. You know, sleep's really important. Like that's pretty much her speech right now, right? Uh, Thrive is about you should sleep. There are all these wise people giving wisdom right now that all say the same thing. And guess who doesn't do it? The sidebar. Everybody over here is going, no, but I'm you're I'm missing something because clearly I'm not as successful or I'm not doing enough or whatever. And your fear is gripping you, and you're like, I gotta do 500 things. All the people who are doing really well are the people who are doing much less than you. They're doing so much less than you. The people who are really surviving, like you know, there's times where I couldn't pay my rent. There's times where I, you know, missed a few mortgage payments. There's times when, you know, I just had this happen. I let my insurance expire on my car, didn't even notice, and I had to come up with the whole thing at one shot right after having bought my daughter a laptop for Christmas and my son a laptop for Christmas. I had kind of no money for like (laughs) two weeks, so I was sort of looking at my, you know, cupboard like, hmm, rice looks good, right? So you know, but. I'm wicked financially successful because I don't chase all the things. I, I, I sit and play, I play Destiny so much that I have the like super high rank character full of all kinds of cool stuff. Nothing in the real world cares that I'm playing that much Destiny. But I'm not chasing all these things. When you are hungry for things, when you are desperate for things, you burn way more calories and chew up so much more time and effort and make less reward focus there's a there's a security aspect to the path that you've taken though chris you had confidence that you were making decisions that the path you were on was going to lead to success where did you find that uh because i have only one measure of success which is how do i get to say no to the things i don't want to do that's my measure of success freedom you know So being able to say no is it. So now that's one side of the equation. The other side of that confidence equation, Steve, is I have one thing that I focus on more than any other thing, serve the people that I have the pleasure and opportunity to serve. Brian Clark said that to me on stage when I was in the middle of my heyday, when I was making the most money I was ever making. I said to Brian in the middle of this interview, I said to Brian, you know, there's all these opportunities in front of me. How do I know which one to say yes to? He said, say yes to the ones that serve the people you serve. 
And he said that in 09 as just an off-the-cuff answer, and it's been my guiding light for all these years. Wow. I get a real kick out of Marcus Sheridan's uh, uh, theme, which is, you know, answering just uh, listen and answer questions. If you're constantly answering your community's questions, you're always going to be on the right track. And that's going to, you know, that really kind of kind of resonates, resonates there as well. So Brian asks, uh, I social fans ask, where in your day do you find time to read or listen to podcasts? Do you multitask? Do you do multitasking during any of those hours or work? Don't say multitasking is impossible, please. Chris, why don't you start with this and then we'll all, we'll all jump in as to how we do it. You know, podcasts are great for treadmills and stuff on the gym. Uh, there's lots of times when I'm out for a walk and I can listen to podcasts. When I go grocery shopping, I listen to podcasts. There's uh, in the car, of course, if you have to go somewhere for a commute at the airport while you're waiting for your flight, there's plenty of places where it's a great place to consume all that kind of stuff. I don't pay attention to a lot of them anymore. I pay attention to a few and I usually then dabble in my friends. A lot of times I'll just see someone's name go by in a stream somewhere and go, oh, I wonder what they're talking about today, which is why you should still tweet out your crap because, you know, that's you're going to catch the rant like me eric what about you yeah uh i would say i mean when i'm reading's been a thing where i do that kind of in the evening when it's no screen time or else i don't get sleep that's quality um let's see podcasting i listened to some today on the way driving to the gym on the treadmill and then on the way back from the gym so that's that's my main time uh, yeah, mine's walking my dog, Farley, and cooking. When I'm, uh, I, I work out of home, so I cook dinner. So when I move into the kitchen in the evening to start cooking, podcasts on. For me, I haven't listened to a podcast in probably a month now. And it's not because I don't want to. It's And I have Overcast, and it's it's sitting in – but I, I've been listening more to Audible stuff, like stuff like books. You know, I've been trying to read more like that. And I've been reading uh, – so I, I've got it set up in my morning and evening routine. So I read for 30 minutes. I read my RSS feeds 30 minutes in the morning. And then I read uh, and then I read at night for another 30 minutes. Sometimes it's paper book. Sometimes it's audible. But podcasts for me, I mean, I love them. I do one. But I'm finding that that there's just so much out there that I'd rather focus again on like the book that I'm reading right now or that thing. And like Chris, I'll, I'll the thing is I go through overcast, say, oh, that episode looks nice. I won't listen to every single episode of a podcast anymore. I just oh, delete, delete, delete. You know, I'll delete ruthlessly to get to the ones that I really want to listen to because otherwise I'd be listening to podcasts all the time. So I have to be very selective about it. But you know, even when I go for a walk these days, I actually don't listen to podcast. Again, I'll, I'll give Cal Newport props on this because I find that that's my best time to go thinking. And so Tandem tasking, which is probably a better term than multitasking, where you could say I'm on, the, I'm exercising and I'm listening to my Audible book, or uh, you know I'm I'm commuting and I'm listening to this. Like I think you can do those two things at the same time. Add another thing to the mix, and one, and you're not doing one of those things at all. So I think that's how you want to do it. I tell you, one of the things that I just love, and I wish they would adjust the pricing for, is the whole concept of WhisperNet and having an Audible version and the and the print version of a book that picks up where you stopped reading with the Audible, and then picks up where you stopped listening with the with the visual one. Uh, but it's just so expensive having to buy both copies. I've wanted that forever, though. I've wanted that bundle idea since yeah. forever. I'm thrilled that it's there. But you know, to your point, you know, if you love a book that much, you're going to be like, uh... yeah. We should get to the point where we're just paying for the content, not for the format. Yes, <laughs> at least that's uh, that, that. That would be a good. That would be a good place to be. So, heck, yeah. uh, uh, so Chris, we want to. <laughs> we want to be you. They want big sweeping hair. The, you make so much money. We we can't count. The question is, what do we do today to make strides in that direction? So, so you got a buddy that's 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 committed, saying, "Okay, Chris, I'm going to stop chasing every squirrel in the tree." What, 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 you're sitting down having a coffee with him. What's your advice? What's his first steps? 
Oh, my advice has been the same since like 06. Be helpful. And when I, when I say that, right, find out who you think you know how to help. And then if you figure that out or find out what you're good at, the little drummer boy theory, right? Like, so I can play my drum, but you know, Jesus doesn't want that. Sure he does. Go play your drum. Okay. That's the little drummer boy, right? So do that thing you're good at and find somebody who you can help with it, right? So it's a little drummer boy method of finding your money. Then what you do is find that thing that you can help somebody with that they're willing to pay. I have people approach me with quote unquote business ideas all the time where they say things like, I want to help bands get more exposure. I want to help up and coming bands get more exposure. Bands have less money than pizza drivers. You know what I mean? So that's like, that's not a good plan. So then someone will say to me, I want to really help um, moms get their kids to sleep. Well, every mom wants to get their kid to sleep. Dads want to get their kids to sleep. Everyone wants to get their kid to sleep, but it's not necessarily a market where we spend a lot of money, even if it's a problem we have. So it's got to be this triangle, right? I know this really cool thing. I know how to reach some people who really need it and they're willing to pay for it. That's the triangle. So then once you help somebody get something better, like if, for instance, you know what, I'll, I'll tell you when I saw repeatedly in my uh, secret team the other day on Facebook, people kept saying to me, I need, I need to hire someone who could run the buttons and knobs on GoToWebinar for me so I can host a webinar and not have to touch all the buttons. There's a million people. Mm-hmm. There's like so many people who know how to do that. And they could say, sure, I'll do it. It's 500 bucks an hour. Pow, that person would gladly pay 500 bucks because maybe they're hoping to make 200,000 bucks. You just made 500 bucks an hour, which you don't right now, Right. So why don't people think that way? Because they're worried about jobs or they're worried about this is who I am and their identity. You know who didn't worry about identity? Your grandparents. They just did jobs. They did work. They did work that made them money. It can also lead itself to saying, okay, you know what? I can't afford to have somebody dial the knobs or whatever, be my assistant. Then pay somebody to mow your lawn. Pay somebody to like find some place where you can say, okay, instead of, unless you like mowing your lawn, unless that's your time where you'll listen to podcasts or something like that, but pick those, pick those areas where you can say, okay, you know what? I know I need to do this because what will happen when you first start doing this is that you will still, the pull of the resistance, the pull of that, well, what if I just go look on Facebook right now instead of diving deep into thinking about how to, how, how this triangle will work for me or how this pyramid, you know, what if I do that? Or what if I, you know, email will tell me what to do because email often tells you what to do, other people's agendas more often than your own, uh, at, at least until you start to shape it this way. But find somebody to do these other things. The neighborhood kid will mow your lawn. You know, there are people, we have a gardener who loves to garden and they are an awesome gardener. We would never have thought we could afford a gardener. Same thing with a house cleaner. You never think about that. But when you say, I need this and I want this because it will help me do this thing that I'm really good at or that I want to get better at or a combination thereof, then that's, that's again, intention and attention pairing together. That's productivity. That's real well, productivity. And, and there's a real opportunity cost when it comes to your budget there that people don't want to wrestle with, which is... Well, yeah, but if I'm going to pay somebody to come mow my lawn, then that, yeah, that frees up my time, but then my budget takes a hit. But you either, then, then say no to the coffee, you know, go, don't go to the, don't pay the latte tax for a week and see that you can pay that kid and so on and so on. And then it shuffles everything around. I'm pretty sure it all comes out in the wash if you focus on the sort of things that Chris is talking about in his program. If you're talking about things that are really moving the ball downfield, Money, yeah, money is you don't worry, you don't think about things that are going to make money, you think about money that things that are going to move the ball downfield, right, Chris? Yeah, so it's it's leverage, guys. It's leverage insofar as if I can pay someone $200 to clean my house and I make $2,000 while they're doing that, I can afford $200, exactly. You know, I mean, so leverage is you know, if I get I say to this, I say this question to people all the time if you gave me a hundred bucks, but I could turn it into 10,000, would you do it? 
Because people are like, I will give a dollar to try to win $1.5 billion that they're never going to make, right? But if I said, if you give me 100 bucks that I could turn it into 10,000, you obviously have to do some work to get the 10,000. Would you do it? And everyone's like, oh, I don't know, right? I can't, I don't have 100 bucks. And I'm always like, what? Add two zeros to the end of what you get back and you have 100, 100 bucks. You know, math's hard for me, but you know, that's, that's pretty easy, right? And people don't understand, you know, money leverage. And, and because they're at that spot where they're broke, right? When you're broken, you just have to eat a bread and butter sandwich. I get it. Like, I totally get it. But that's not how broke most people are. Most people are, you know, broke but went to Target a few times this week and saw what was hanging around or bought the $2 Coke at the edge of the register. You know, we spend money and time. We, well, here's what I always say to people. We spend money as if it's finite and we spend time as if it's infinite. Mm-hmm. The system that you use, though, Chris, I think it allows people to to serve both masters they've got their immediate needs which is your other 23 hours in the day or 21 hours in the day you can deal with paying the bills you know working for you know exchanging dollars for hours those sorts of things but if you take that three hours and concentrate on strategic processes and and actually building something that's going to generate proper revenue and move your business then you're then i mean that's golden and it's that little bit and there is something to be said about consistent and um, entrenched practices of constantly, constantly trying to improve. I mean, I'm stunned. We just launched a new product ourselves, and our sales have been through the through the roof on it. But I know that the main result is I have spent the last year doing nothing every day, building my list, just building my a, a, a validated list that, that's interested in the top content that we're producing. And now that for the longest time didn't show revenue. But showed progress. But then, when 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 all of the different pieces come together and you actually make the offer, that's when it starts to that, that's when it starts. And it wouldn't have happened if I didn't stay the course and do and and, and concentrate on those concentrate on the end game, the long goal. Do you think sometimes it's the words that we use, the self talk in our head? Like for example, I try to avoid people when I'm when I'm talking to people. I'll say. Was you said, well, I have to do this. I'm like, no, no, no. Say you need to do this. And then it changes the conversation. So if you say I have to do this, it means someone else is forcing you to do that. Like, that's why you have to do that. Which you, I mean, if you say I need to do this because I need to pay the bills because I want to live in, you know, though, I think that sometimes we, we, if we use the right words in our head and it doesn't have to be half need, I'm just using those as examples. I mean, example, I was in San Antonio and there's that $5 and below store that apparently is all over the place in Texas. Have you seen it? It's There's so much stuff in there. That's actually the funny thing is you'd find that stuff in Walmart or target priced at $10. And I'm, I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these people buy these $5 items and some people have buggies full of them. And I'm like, wow, that's why you're buying all this stuff and it, it's five dollars or less but all of a sudden you've got 150 dollars in your in your cart worth of stuff some stuff you probably most stuff you probably don't need so do you think chris that the 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 story the words that we use to kind of say well i have to do this versus you I mean i didn't have to work at costco which is why i quit i needed to uh, work at Costco as a part-time employee to build so that I could pay the bills, but I didn't have to be a manager anymore. So I think that like, is that, is that something that you tell people as well is like productivity isn't just about the, the, you know, the, the applications that we use, the approaches we have, but the stories we tell ourselves. 
100%. So I chose to be a Buddhist because uh, it was a neat set of working tools that I didn't get in my Catholicism background. So I love God plenty. Um, I just never quite got the, the right set of tools. So uh, Buddhism for for certain flavors is uh, you can still believe in God if you want. Um, it's just a set of practices, right? So in Buddhism, I just saw this really great quote about it the other day, uh, which was that if you had to sum up Buddhism in a really super simple phrase, what would it be? And I can't remember. It was like one of the very early famous Buddhist leaders said, everything changes. So that's number one. So you always have to assume. So one of the things I've been really focusing on in my own life is that humans, our third great desire, uh, you know, as we're going up, we have to try to figure out who we are. Uh, that's our first thing, identity. Our second one is, you know, how do we sort of provide and how do we procreate? That's the second part of our life. The third part of our life is uh, trying to figure out what humans do most of the rest of their life is attempting stability over and over again. So humans attempt stability in all circumstances. That's why when you play a video game like Fallout, the first thing you do is start gathering up weird crap and you don't know why you're getting it. Why did I just pick up an ashtray? I don't know, but because I can, I probably should, right? And that's that's how the game is played. And later you find out that you can recycle glass to make stuff, I don't know. So in life, we t- attempt stability all the time. We want things to have a routine to them all the time. So even our bad habits, they're a routine. That's why we like them because they're a routine. I get up and I check email first thing. That's a routine we've built, right? Because we want stability. So your thing about words, Mike, the word I use the most is choose, even more than want or need. Why do you work at uh, Costco? Because I choose to eat food that doesn't come out of a dumpster. So I will choose to spend some of my hours giving it to these people so that they'll give me a paycheck I don't really want. Uh, you know, but I, I choose to use to buy food products, right? So choose becomes everything. So people say to me all the time, I know you're busy. I am not busy. I'm blessed, right? Because I choose how I spend my time. And sometimes, like uh, Joel Kahn was saying, and we're not lying when we say this, sometimes we just play video games all day, right? Because we chose that. Guess what? Video games haven't made me a dollar yet because I'm not a Twitch star but I choose to play them sometimes. So I think that's a magical word. I think Hectic Dad gotta, also, he, he, he brings up another cool thing. He says, look, narrow the choices. You don't have to tell yeah. me what to use, but at least help me by narrowing my choices. And, and that's actually a pretty good philosophy. Well, and, and I think one of the things that I'm striving to do, and Steve and I talked about this when I saw you in Vancouver before, is, is one of the things I'm getting away from is here's the new app. Here's the thing. I don't want to, I mean, I wrote for the next web for a long time as a tech reporter. I, that was my, that was the the job that I had. Uh, we will probably share stuff socially with productivity but I'm not going to sit back and say, okay, here's how you use this brand new tool, unless it's a tool I'm absolutely using. And here's how I use it with my approach. So I think that, that for me, you're not going to see as much of the, Oh, look, here's use proud and here's Trello and here's this and here's that you're going to see, here's how my approach works in here or Here's how you can do deep work inside of this app. I'm going to fly in the face of everything that Brogan's been saying about dissing our apps and looking at his way of doing things. I have to ask you, Chris, have you ever tried 3030, the timer app on the iPhone? I don't have an iPhone, so no. Okay. Is it Android as well, Mike? No, it's just iPhone. It's iOS only. Because it, it actually would fit perfectly with the style that you do. It's it basically a spreadsheet that you can attach time to. So you could actually put in it, you know, do this task A, task B, task C, and put 20 minutes, and then it will, it'll, it'll start the timer, and it'll work its way through for you. It's not a Pomodoro that you have. It's a 20-minute unit. unit. It's an avoc- avocadero. No, you could, you could use it for Pomodoro <laughs> if you want. <laughs> 
but you could also go up to three hours if you wanted to. So it could be used if you want, if you're a tool person, you want to use Chris's, you could use 33 for that, or you could ladybug. use the ladybug timer, which is far less expensive than the tomato timer they sell on the Pomodoro technique site. I think, well, Chris, it, should do, I think Chris should do his own line of timers and do it something health food conscious. I'm no Joel Com. But you do have some, yeah, you've got. <laughs> yeah. And Joel, Joel, by the way, who never likes to come on anybody else's blabs, as soon as his, his new I fart came out, he's going, can I come on your blab? Can I come on your blab? <laughs> I'm so excited about the new I fart, though, the fact that you could download Fart Wars it's, as one of the uh, collections of audio farts. It's pretty wow. awesome. And, and, and with this group here, it's pretty much, it resonates with all of us, doesn't it? <laughs> it plays. Um, Chris, there, this one is for you. Debbie Rosemont simply placed asked, is there a CRM you use and recommend to your clients? Because I would imagine you probably do have some kind of CRM in place, right? Yeah, we use Infusionsoft for that. And uh, a, a little bit more often now, we're also using what's inside of Rainmaker. I can tell you that Rainmaker has a long way to go before it's in a, a good CRM. They're just still trying to kind of cobble together what they think we want or don't want in one. Um, there's a, one I used to use a long, long time ago called Batch Blue. Uh, batch book. And that was kind of fun. That was a Massachusetts based company and I liked the people. Um, but yeah, no, we use Infusionsoft and that's, that's what we manage. Now it's horrendous. Like it's, it's messy. And I think that there's lots of, you know, easier ones out there. It's but, called Infusionsoft for a reason. You know, <laughs> no I question. disagree. It, it is, a, it, it, it's, it does incredibly complex things. So Nobody is going to streamline the processes that are in an Infusionsoft or an Autoport and make it that much more user-friendly. Which is why people go... This is, tool. This is an old-fashioned yeah. tool. This isn't a push and play. This is you're going to get in and you're going to tune the carburetor yourself. You're going to set the points in condenser. It's not just a thing that you're going to drop in anymore with with Infusionsoft. And when, when it comes down to that, because I went through an inordinate uh, decision-making process in choosing to purchase one or the other... And I, that's really where that philosophy of you can't make the right, you can't make uh, the perfect decision. You just have to make an informed decision, and then you make it the right decision by how you use the tool. And you've have you have somebody helping you out with it too, Steve. Yeah, right? but somebody I did the whole install myself. I made sure well, that I, I understood the tool first. I did all of the initial setup myself. Yeah. And, I, well, and you now have, I've hired a person to to work, and that's it, that's. I imagine you've got somebody that runs your Infusionsoft install, don't you, Chris, or do you do it yourself? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, uh, Rob Hatch and I, when we decided to buy it, I said, Rob, you do this because I have to do all the writing anyway. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, and, you know, so he and Ron Hood, uh, Ron's my uh, director of uh, owner relations, he works on it as well. I, I try to touch it as little as possible because I'm really good at breaking it. But I learned that. So I was in uh, technology for quite a while. I worked with a, a product support team for a while and I, I built uh, release engineering software type the uh, data centers and stuff. We built data centers. What I learned early on was I, I wanted to be the clutch guy who knew everything. And I really wanted to hoard my information, which sounded cool because I felt like I'd always be indispensable. But the problem with being indispensable is that they don't let you go try new things or they don't let you elevate. They don't give you a promotion uh, because you're now a clutch player. So you can't possibly get out of that role. So I starting in 1999, that's weird. Um, I started learning how not to be the guy who knew everything. Yeah. And uh, it's really served my business very well to uh, have other people be smarter than me. Well, for, for the entrepreneurs and most of the people that are in our sidebar right now, one of the pieces of advice that I'd give them is if they do go into a, an, an advanced CRM or a mid-range CRM like Infusionsoft is, is I believe it's important that you understand everything that it will do, even if you don't do it yourself. Because taking advantage of the tools can help you frame your practices and frame the way that you present your business to your to your community. 
And, and so not just relying on the technician that does it for you, but really in, in understanding what it will do in, in what its limitations and opportunities are. It's so. kind of like being a filmmaker. You want to be the producer who has an, a sense of how everything works. And then you've got a director that's the director and you've got the sound people do their sound thing. Ultimately, you want to be that person that has a sense of, okay, this is how everything operates. And then ultimately you give up some of that control to like my podcast. I can edit my podcast. I could, I could get, but I don't do it anymore because my time could be better used making the podcast better and doing other things. So I think that that analogy of you're a filmmaker, you're the producer and you want to add more people to your team as you go is, is a good way to look at it too. That's how every indie indie filmmaker started. And now you've got people like JJ Abrams who are making star Wars. Eric, You've been quiet and you're behind in props, so we're going to let you talk. It's it's all our fault, to be honest. We've been talking so much. Prop bomb Eric. Prop bomb Eric. Eric's the most polite of the four of us. That's just true. I'm watching the conversation, and I've been ta- I've been copying and pasting cool things that uh, certain people have said or referred to uh, for future reference. So yeah, there's I, a lot. I mean, yeah, first, I'm the Canadian, yeah. right? Yeah, you're the Canadian. <laughs> With that, we're going to wrap things up, folks. I got to thanks so much to Chris Brogan. Chris, drop in into the into the chat all of the places people can find you. They should subscribe to your newsletter. It is, in my mind, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your skirt, but one of the it's it's my favorite newsletter that I receive in my inbox. I read it religiously, and I'm always impressed with your ability to communicate through the written word, sir. Well done. You're so kind. Thank you, gentlemen of the earth, and thank you for allowing me to poop on productivity. Uh, and for us to have the real conversation that's underneath all the guts and the tools. This, this is actually a very great use of my time. I feel very productive and very grateful to know you three gentlemen. Well, we'll see you in a couple of in, and, in about two months people. at uh, Social Media Marketing World, right? Absolutely. Yes. We will get together for our uh, you know regular beverage and weird befuddlement conversation. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Thanks again to Chris Brogan and Steve Dotto and Mike Vardy for appearing on the show. Just a great conversation all and all. I hope that you got something out of this conversation. If so, let me know in the show notes for this episode at beyondthetodolist.com slash 131. Don't forget to grab your free 30-day trial of Nosby Pro. Go over to nozbe.com slash T-O-D-O. And if you're an existing Nosby user, don't feel left out. You can get 10% off your upgrade to Nosby Pro by using the code T-O-D-O. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.